0: I say, Africa must wake up, the sleeping sons of Jacob, for what tomorrow may bring
1: our dynasty on the morning bliss. Can you tell me, young? We are joined this morning by Dr. Lungile Baloyi, who's the Director um, of M&M Development and Social Justice Advocate. Dr. Lungile Mampengu Baloyi is an author as well. And uh, today she's helping us understand the African woman, uh, putting the African woman in the spotlight. Good morning, Mabeng. Uh,
0: Good morning, Uh, good morning, um, Mbele Tisi.
1: Mapeng, explain to us what are some of the issues you'd like to bring uh, to the spotlight of that uh, African women are facing?
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, may I just apologize. I've already rendered my apology to you for not pitching up last time. And, um, and the, you know it was beyond my control. Um, the, I'm just praying that I'm able to communicate what was communicated to me Um, spiritually to the um, respected audience. And I want to believe that every one of us, because I was checking with myself, why do people wake up that early? What really drives them? And something said to me, these are some of those that are chosen that are there to uh, take the message forward, but beginning with them. Now this uh, topic uh, came to me as I was sensing because my, I don't know whether it's a gift or it's a burden. But I'm the kind of person that senses, that feels the pain, uh, emotional pain of others, and so I've been having this for a long time. And when I when you called and we're talking about the topic, this just came not from my mind, from somewhere. The core of my being is I sense the pain around, and um, talking the pain w- and the whole thing for me was putting the emotion, the spirit at, at the spotlight, because there's a lot of pain going around, emotional pain, and I, and so when we talk about the this pain or emotional state of a nation, you cannot not focus on women, um, not simply because women are in many in numbers but because of what women represent. Women have the gift of having brought, of of having associated with with bringing life to bear. Women have carried kids for nine months. For me, it's not a physical thing. Um, It's something divinely given to women by God, by our Creator. And if you look at it, therefore, any human being that suffers, that's in pain from whatever the cause of the pain is, a woman gets affected. We know that as a woman, we women, you can tell when your child, your baby is crying somewhere. You can tell, I know my son at some point was playing rugby and i was at home and had not even planned to go and see watch him play, but something said to me, Stop everything, go and go and watch him play. And when I got there, they asked me, how did you come here? How did you know? Did someone phone you? Because he had collapsed from the spot. So that's why women, I'm not talking as a physical, but I'm talking as a spiritual being, all of us being, but mainly in the soul. If women are in pain for suffering that's taking place in any human being, a man or female, those people were brought up by females and so a woman suffers. I was watching recently, um, see, see in Libya, the pain from the floods, and I've been lucky to watch so many floods happening. I'm saying lucky because that awakens me, that challenges me to seek God and to really check how I feel about those people because normally we focus so much on the flesh That I'm related to you by blood or or whatever. And yet we're called to be touched by the pain of every human being, especially we women. And I'm feeling that women are in pain and they've been trained to go silent about it as a sign of respect, as a sign of strong. We say, and that could have a different meaning. Imbogoto is a stone, it's something that does not feel anything. And we've really gone forth and given an impression that we're strong, we don't feel it. Um, and yet, and because we think vulnerability and feeling, it is a sign of witness. And if you look at the systems in the world, be it education or anything, the one thing, even religion, um, the one thing that it has done is to remove, the, is to kill the spirit being. Um, and when the spirit is dead, there's nothing that can be done. I read recently that when we talk about the spirit, people think it's just a soft issue that can put aside. But when you kill the spirit, you've killed a person. So apartheid and any system that destroys poverty or, or being looked upon down upon, a GPV, whatever you call it, anything that pains a person, he has the spirit first. And by the time you get sick physically, you go to a doctor, the spirit has been broken. So my call taking from pain that I'm feeling is for us to begin to visit our spirit selves. It is said that children who are brought up being reminded that they are spirit and being and being reminded when you communicate with them, what do you say, how do you feel? You know, those kids tend to be very so kind people who take forth kindness and goodness to the world. Um, so this is my call and I'm just praying that the God that created us for love and peace, and that assures us that we are guided, will touch the hearts of everyone that's listening and begin to go to yourself inside yourself and look at the pain that you've suppressed the the burning inside of you. And what I like about the spirit, putting spirit in the spotlight emotions, if you will, is that we now know, science has also proven that when we're awakened spiritually, the brain also gets awakened. And so they're saying, and I've known that myself with the many um, God's people that I've worked with, that when you touch their spirit, immediately it connects with their brain works and they perform very well in any aspect of their lives, in this case, being young people and youth academically. Dr. Palloy, how a, do yeah.
1: how do um, people who uh, are facing the challenges that you are facing, historical upbringing and so on within our African context, how do these women start the healing process?
0: Uh, the first thing is, just for us to talk about it like we are, that by the way, I'm a spirit being, that's number one. And the fact that listening to my heart, what my heart says at any one moment is is is, is, is okay. Feeling, you know, women, for instance, when they're in these platforms, be it uh, corporate meetings and everything, um, when you share, anything emotional, we told you we are weak, you're being emotional here, we do it when people are strong. So what's important is to know that it's okay, even men for that matter, it's okay to feel any how you feel and no one can tell you how you feel. That's the first. First thing is to know that you're spirit being. Secondly, to know that whatever you're feeling, you can never go wrong and no one can tell you you are right or wrong in the way you feel and to acknowledge how you feel. Whether it's painful or not, I mean, obviously, just say, I feel this way. And let us all who are listening be that instrument in others to listen and to allow them to express their feelings without feeling that they are weak. And so it's talking about it, like I've said, but also creating safe spaces, we call it our labor wards, where people can share how they feel, and the rest is automatic. And so for me, if you can create that culture, beginning with me and everybody else in your family, to ask your kids, how do you feel? Normally we say to people when they grow, "Uh, what do you want to be? But the moment you start saying, how do you feel? That's why after our sessions or during our sessions, I don't ask, what have you learned? Because the brain is going to rush into saying, I've learned ABCD. There's nothing we don't know. But the point is, can we allow ourselves to feel? And that's the point for me. And um and the rest will follow. What I've also learned, our culture of just wanting to perform, to be perfect, you know, to to succeed at all costs, even as you destroy it in the process spiritually. Is that that tends to encourage us to suppress our feelings, especially women, to be good all the time, to be nice all the time. So much so that Dr. Geba did a study, and he was saying, he at some point in his sessions, he read people's, um um uh, what's this thing that's read at the funeral, uh, people's, remind me, what's the word? um He reads people's, um messages you no. Know, when you passed on and they read how you obituary yes he reads your obituary and he says people who have suppressed their feelings the most in trying to be pleasing to please others to be good to be accepted Um, And women, for instance, most of the time, you're not allowed to express yourself. It's um, culture, it's not against culture. And it says people like those who had this wonderful obituaries, who was a good person, was nice to everyone, he, whatever, they found that they died earlier. I know that at the end of the day, God does. But they died at a very young age. And also he links that one with autoimmune diseases. Because if you're not at your core, and if you say, for instance, I'm upset about this, I'm not happy with this, then you are being honest to yourself, and that is important for healing. So it's a matter of also the culture that we live in to allow people, especially women, to say what they feel. Otherwise, women are under severe pressure because even as we talk about um, GPV, we focus more on the on the on the physical pain and we miss out on the dignity, what it says. Um, Poverty is not just about economic development, but how do I feel when I cannot feed my child? How do I feel when I'm not having what I need? So it's just for me, uh, since the main thing that was to put this message across for us wherever we're at, whether we're managers, leaders, parents, even for ourselves first to allow us the spirit being that we are to have a space and in our boardrooms in every way for us to be able allow ourselves to be vulnerable if that's the case as long as we're honest with ourselves otherwise most diseases that women suffer from autoimmune diseases are caused mainly by this by oppressing this issue of the spirit of the emotion and so Given our history as well as South Africans, we need to be able... There was a program which I called um, uh, Reconstruction and Development, and the whole program. And the whole idea was that the soul as well was going to be looked into. We've gone through floods, uh, for instance, in KZM, but we've. then there was going to be a recovery phase, but we are recovering the brick and mortar, the economy. And yet, we're not looking at the recovering the spirit, the emotions of people who have lost their stuff, who have left. So, for me, from my core, is humbly um, to really say to ourselves, let's put the emotion, the spirit, even in the boardrooms, everywhere, in our homes, because I can be in church, but then I'm not really spiritually in touch. That's my wish for all of us oh. as we continue, yes.
1: What a beautiful wish, uh, Dr. Baloy. Thank you so very much for, you know, giving us that encouragement this morning. How do we get in touch with you?
0: Oh yes, um, my my number is zero seven two two three five zero one seven six. My email address, or oh, they asked me to repeat last time, 0722 three, five, zero, one, seven, six. And just to say that we're all connected and your consciousness is not just purely yours, is affected by your consciousness. And so, and it says, it said, we know we're healed when we sense the connectedness with each other and we will be strong. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Baloyi, for that. It is uh, time for us to get into um, service delivery watch. There's issues around waste management in our cities and municipalities. How do we get around it?